Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. We're so glad you chose to tune in to another power-packed message by Dr. Maxwell Holland. If you are enjoying these podcasts, then connect with him on Facebook at Maxwell Holland. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. You need to remember that God is operating only through His kingdom. His kingdom, when you are dealing with advancement for the kingdom, you've got to be aware of what the next season looks like. You've got to be keenly aware of what God is requiring from you in the next season. So if you take David, David is by himself as a shepherd boy. He gets anointed. He deals with Goliath. Then he goes from there to the palace. He never stayed in the palace long because of jealousy of, this, of the previous regime. Because of, the, of the, the religious mindset of Saul, David has to flee into the, into the wilderness. But God's preparing David on the next level for where he's going to. So David gets anointed again, but he gets anointed in Hebron. Hebron is what? Covenant relationships. So one is when God's got you by yourself and developing your brand, that is a level. It's my business. It's what I can do. It's my skill. Wonderful. That's not where God is at. Not for this church anyway. He's got us on the next level where we're building relationships. It's covenant relationships. It's called Hebron, where God begins to anoint us on a whole different level for kingdom advancement. It wasn't even the end. David got anointed one more time in Zion because he then became king and became the influencer. So look at God and the God of increase. Look at the God of advancement. Look at how God wants to move you. So thine is the kingdom. It's a level. Then the power, it's another level. And then the glory, it is another level. Are you with me this morning? Can you break out of your little, please bless me and where, what my business is and begin to learn how to work with other people? Your brand is not the final thing. Your brand and your church and this name. This is what John, in, in John chapter 3 verse 30, this is what John the Baptist said. He said, I must decrease. Your, he says, I must decrease. He must increase, but I must decrease. You've got to learn when you grow up that it is better that we are together. So it means that at one point I've got to sit down because you anointed too. I've got to play my role as a priest in your life, but you need to understand that there's no difference between the pew and the pulpit. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to create the division between who I am and who you are. You anointed for service as well. That's the reason why the Bible says the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. That's what the enemy has done to the church. He's brought a division between the eye. I'm the one that sees. I, I, God has spoken to me more than so many years ago about where we're going to. But the hand is the king. It's a partnership. So I can't say to you, I don't need you. So anything that's disturbing in my eye, anything that's affecting the vision, I can't use my eye to clean my other eye. I need my finger to come and help remove what is happening in my eye. So if God's anointed me to be a visionary, He's anointed you for the marketplace and you were supposed to be connected to what I am seeing. Why is the parking lot still got no paving bricks down? Whose fault is that? Oh, pastor, you're not praying. No, you're not bringing it in. Now it's quiet in this church. 
Oh, you, want to, you don't want to realize that it's your responsibility too. Is this, this is what the enemy's created. No, 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 you know, you, you preach what you need to preach. We'll clap and say amen and hallelujah and we go home and we live our own lives. Those days are over. We're on the level of Hebron because God is bringing people into a whole new partnership and a level of living that brings advancement for the kingdom. When you come into the kingdom of God, all that we've been teaching you are kingdom principles. We've been training you up of what the kingdom looks like. But once you come out of your fast, Luke chapter 4 helps us understand. 14. Jesus is 12 years old sitting in the temple and he's studying kingdom principles. Then his ministry starts at 30. Jesus now steps, he comes out of time and he steps into his season. God's prepared him. And Luke chapter 4 verse 14 shows us he then steps out of, okay, I understand the kingdom. I've got to step out now in power. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And the news of him went throughout all the surrounding region. The reason why we're raising up, you know, the church has been so, you know, uh, weak in many ways is that we're not understanding the power of the kingdom. And God is moving the church out of kingdom. Hey, I'm in the kingdom. To, okay, can you function as a son in the kingdom? You understand their kingdom principles and the way the kingdom works. When you came in here, some of you have been struggling because the first time you hear the kingdom message, it attacks your mind. It messes with your mind because your religion doesn't fit in here. A lot of what you've been struggling with in your past is because religion will kill you. Religion will keep you poor. Religion will keep you thinking and having a poverty mentality. And believing that every week if I go and light a candle, something's going to change. The devil says, please light 10. Because the kingdom does not only come in word, it comes with power. That is found in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20. Come on, read with me. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. That means... When you come into the kingdom of God, you must now begin to expect to work and to flow with God on a whole different level of power. He came to his own and his own received him not. But for as many as received him, to them he gave the power, he gave the right to become sons of God. Do you understand that you are not a religious, you're not part of a religious organization. You are, when you come into the kingdom of God, you are a son of God. And you need to manifest your sonship in the earth. And for that to happen, you need the power of the Holy Ghost working on the inside of you. Please give a stronger amen if you awake. You sound like you're so shocked, like it's the first time you're hearing this. You need the power of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. When you came into the kingdom of God, the first thing that God set you up in is to understand that you're part of a family, not just kingdom life embassy. You're part of a kingdom family. That's when Jesus said, this is how you pray. He said what? Our Father, not my Father, our Father. That means I am in the kingdom of God as a son of God and I need to function as the way God called me to function. So when God brings you into His kingdom, He doesn't just leave you in the structure, He empowers you to go and move. 
He empowers you to advance. There is no way that you can remain the same. There is no way when you come to this church, everything about you. Some of you, you know, you, you, you sometimes think the first time, oh, I like the church, nice and comfortable. Eventually you find that the seat is uncomfortable. Oh, I got to get up. I got to move my feet. I got to clap my hands. I got to wave my, you know what I mean? I've got to do something different because you just sense that God is stirring you to get up from the place where you've settled in. You cannot settle in this church. You cannot stay the way you are. God loves you too much to leave you the same. You're going to clap your hands. You're going to shout in this church. You're going to bring energy to this place. You're going to bring the power of the Holy Ghost in this place because you cannot remain the same. Your money cannot remain the same. Your health cannot remain the same. You're going to get well, baby. Well, you're going to get better and better every single day. Wherever you go, you walk into a hospital, they must rise up from that bed. If you're dealing with poverty, the people are going to break out of poverty. You don't understand. I have the fire of God on the inside of me that when I fast and when I pray, news must go out about the power that's on the church. Is there anybody that is anointed for service? Is there anybody in this place that will begin to lift their hands and say, something's going to happen in my life. You cannot be silent in this church. You cannot bring your religious mindset in here. It ain't going to work. You're going to be frustrated. You're never going to get with God's program. Religion will kill you, baby. It will kill you. You were supposed to go from the kingdom understanding to the power of the Spirit, to finally walking with the glory of God. John 17, 4. John 17, I have glorified you. This is Jesus at the end of His time in the earth. I have glorified you on the earth. That's Revelation right there. Your life on the earth, your time on the earth, must bring God glory. Your time on the earth is for one thing only, is to bring God glory. You were supposed to come to the end of your life, close your eyes and say, I brought my Father glory. My life brought Him glory glory I have finished the work which you have given me to do when he brings you into the kingdom he then gives you his spirit and the Holy Spirit gives you a vision and a dream Joel chapter 2 Joel chapter 2 when the Holy Ghost came in Acts chapter 2 and the people said these people are drunk they were praying in tongues what is, what is the tongues for? It's to give you a dream. It says, Joel chapter 2, it's found, I gave you the scripture earlier. Give me, give me my phone. I think it's 22 or 23. Thank you. It's verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Who's the, who's the spirit for? Read with me. Sons and daughters. So he gives you a kingdom. Then he gives you the power of the kingdom. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. 
Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men see visions. I'm still seeing visions. And also on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Now you know that day has come. It's the day of Pentecost. And so the reason why we fast and pray and why we put our hands on our children, lay our hands on them, and we anoint them and we pray for them is because our children can walk with a vision from God. They can get a dream from God. The way you arrest your past is by having a dream for your future. It stops you from settling. The reason why people are just settled and thinking about retirement and quitting and, and looking back is because they got no vision on the inside of them. One of the major, major works of the Holy Ghost in your life and mine. Yes, sanctification is a part of it. But one of them is to give you a vision for your future. Is that your imagination is filled with the presence and the power and the purposes of God for your future. If you don't have that, you will struggle your whole life looking for things. Working for things. You were not supposed to be working for things. You were not supposed to be looking for deals. Deals looks for a person who holds a vision. Money is looking for people that are actually purpose-driven people. They have a vision. They have a future. Land must manifest. Buildings must manifest. Contracts must manifest. I am speaking to somebody that needs to understand what God is doing in this hour. As a son of God, the first thing I need to understand is that I'm in the kingdom of God. And I'm not alone because we have a father. The next thing is that I need to have the Holy Spirit working through me and giving me a vision for my future. I've got to have an imagination that is sanctified. Last week I'm touching on vision and imagination and I want to speak about that again this morning. The importance of your heart being filled with a God vision and the purposes of heaven being first. Your, your pastor today, there is no way that you can first find vision. You've got to first find purpose. And purpose is found in the kingdom. If you do not do that, you end up filling your life with a whole lot of junk. Now, here's, here's the importance of an imagination. God has given every single one of us an imagination. That's, that's, that's how God has built you. That's how we've been designed by God. So it, it allows you then to whatever picture you gaze upon, whatever you're looking upon, and the picture you put on the inside of you, the image on the inside of you will always lead you to a place where it will manifest itself. So you don't just end up in the bed with another woman and say, you know, the guy says, I don't know how this happened, pastor. No, you imaged it. You imagined it. Things don't just happen. It's the stuff that you imagine. Why am I not drunk this morning? Why wasn't I at the nightclub last night? There's no image on the inside of me to be there. My imagination said, tomorrow morning there's going to be an anointed service at Kingdom Life Embassy. And somebody's going to come out of debt. And somebody's going to get a breakthrough. And somebody's going to be healed. And God's going to do something. I've been fasting and praying and seeing the image of sons and daughters getting visions and dreams for their future. That's inside of me. Where did that come from? It came from God. 
The problem with an imagination that's not sanctified is that it's inevitably going to get you into trouble. You're eventually going to end up shipwrecked. If the kingdom is not first and the presence of God is not in your life, you end up grabbing pictures that comes from the devil or from yourself. This is what I want to do. And it's important this morning that you begin to understand that when God comes into your life, He wants increase. But if my imagination is not sanctified, my increase will come for me and not for Him. You were made for increase. We all like an increase. Everybody like an increase? Everybody like promotion? How about a debt-free car? How about a trip overseas? How about a free holiday? Yeah, we all like amen, amen. That's good. But what has it got to do with the kingdom? Everything that God works in His kingdom is systematic. So He's going to increase you incrementally. But He wants the kingdom to be first. Because you are so powerful that if you keep that image on the inside of you apart from God, this is how powerful God, you know, when, when God comes to the earth and they begin to build this Genesis chapter 11, this Tower of Babel, it says, they said, God says, this thing that they've imagined to do, it's going to come to pass. He says, I made them. He says, I made them. And if I don't stop them, they're going to build this tower that's going to go to the heavens. Do you understand how powerful you are? Do you understand how, I want you to set God aside. How He made you. That if you want something so badly for yourself, you're going to get it. Without God. Do you understand how powerful you are? That's the reason why people build what they build. And do what they do. That's the reason why if a drug lord has imagined something in his mind and he wants to set up a whole network of how he's going to supply drugs wherever he goes, he can do it. He's got the power to do it. He's made in the image of Almighty God. He can see a thing and it will come to pass. You can desire something so strong. The Bible speaks of it in Psalms 106. It said they lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and God gave them what they wanted, but He withdrew his, Himself from them. God can give you whatever you want. Whatever you want. It's coming. Because you are that powerful. That powerful. You can build it. You can do it. And it can be without God. You with me this morning? Let me, let me, let me tell you what I need to tell you this morning. I'll get back to the increase in what is happening. Let me just lay a foundation for you quickly. Here. The importance of you being connected to the right people and doing the right thing. Ecclesiastes chapter 6 verse 11. I'll get back to the nice things now about what God is speaking about increase. But let's just focus a bit upon the man without God. And how powerful he is. Since there are many things that increases vanity, how is man the better? How did 
the vanity, the things that the man keeps putting in his heart, how has that improved mankind? How is the things that people have imagined? What, what is, what is the, even the government busy with? There's no vision in this, in this government. They just keep throwing things into the schools and we'll try this and now we're going to turn the lights off and then we've got to, you know, it's just a whole bunch. Nobody's got vision. Show me what this nation looks like in the next 20 years. And we all make the sacrifices to get there. But I need to follow somebody and not one person in this country, not one political party can tell me what the dream is. They can't show me what I must make sacrifices for. That's the reason why you're having the, the places burning and people doing what they're doing. Because we were made to live out of an image that we see. The vision that you have. You were designed by God to live that way. So he's asking in Ecclesiastes, since there, stay on verse 11. Go back one. Since there are many things, you keep throwing things into your life. And it produces vanity. And at the end of your life, so what? You were supposed to use your imagination for a kingdom understanding. And when the kingdom is first, and I fill my imagination with God's idea and dream for my life, then I'm going to experience the glory of God at the end of my life. And I say, Father, I've come to do your will. And you've received the glory. But if you start in the place with just imagination and no God and no kingdom, you are in trouble. And everybody that's with you is in trouble. Next verse. For who knows what is good for man in life? We make it up as we go along. Oh, this is good for me. This is good for my family. And we make it up as we go along. All the days of his vain life, which passes like a shadow. Who can tell a man what will happen after him under the sun? Then when you're gone and then what's your life going to count for? Now hear me clearly. As your apostle, I, will, I live that life. Sunday mornings is the worst for me. Because I'm bubbleless and I'm broke. Gambled the whole day the day before. Lost all my money at the horses. Then took a drive the middle after the horses. Went all the way to carnival and whatever else that I went to and it's end of the month and I've just spent my whole salary and my overtime on one day and Sunday morning I'm laying there and trying speaking to Lionel Richie to sing you know easy like Sunday morning it's not easy on a Sunday morning without God it's tough but I know about that emptiness when the sun has set and I've spent my whole salary and I remember like clearly the cap on my head and I'm driving alone from that place and I'm drunk. I've gambled everything out and I'm, the emptiness of the sun setting was one of the pictures I can never forget. Because of the vein and emptiness I'm trying to fill my life with. When the kingdom of God is first, when you put the kingdom first, God gives you the joy of a dream in your heart so that your life can propel forward with purpose and God's plan. You need to clap your hands this morning. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. Hallelujah. It's important that you understand this morning that when you come into the kingdom of God, there's a place of increase. There's a place 
of increase. Please say amen. So Proverbs chapter 14 verse 4. The reason why it's important for you to be connected to the right people in this season, we're dealing with power relationships, the connection that you need now this morning. And I want you to think about who's with you in your field. Who are you speaking to? Who is working with you in your company? And relationships, wives, you need to encourage your husbands. Husbands, you need to encourage your wives. You need to get into the power of agreement because one can put a thousand to flight and two ten thousand. Listen to the importance here. Where no oxen are, the trough is clean, but much increase comes by the strength of an ox. Don't have time for it, but the, the ox anointing is the apostolic anointing. When you came and walked through these doors, you never came to find a pastor. You came to find an apostolic grace that gets you to break through the barriers of your life, the limitations of your life. You've come to walk under a grace and an anointing that if nobody else has gotten it in your family, you will be the first. If no one else became the millionaire, you're going to be the one that's going to break through. If no one else built anything, you're going to find you getting up because He's the God of increase. There is an ox anointing that breaks through barren places, dry places, there is an anointing that gets you to move from where you are. You are stepping out of a job and into your work and they cannot deny you the contracts, the finances, the increase that you've been looking for. You are a child of the living God. Is there anybody who understands I am more than where I am right now? Shout it. Say I am more than what I am right now. My family is more than where we are right now. There's increase on every side. I belong to a house that believes that there is a God of increase. Shout yes and hallelujah. That's the reason why where you finding people after you've pushed in the spirit, when you've prayed for 21 days, when you've denied yourself the food, when you got up and you prayed when no one else was praying, and you walk out from where you are walking out from and the people around you, all fish and chips, Rocco Mamas, and want to come and hover around you because of what God done around you. Lazy. Now let me give you scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 22 verse 10. You shall not plow with an ox and a donkey together. The days of the donkeys coming alongside you and you doing all the work are over in the name of Jesus. The days of people coming and catching a free ride around you are over. The anointing of God in this house is bringing breakthrough for those that are willing to press in the Spirit. You cannot catch a ride, your baby. This is not a free ride. This is the kingdom of God. You are son of God. I'm a son of God. Why aren't you playing your part? Don't come and sit and hang around and wait for my breakthrough and say, I knew you, the Lord was with you. The devil is a liar. You're not going to be breaking that thing this morning. The donkeys are going to go home. The oxes are going to rise up. If you an ox in the south, rise to your feet right now and shout yes and amen. Stop messing around with people that are not interested in the kingdom of God. Stop running into the fields and say, oh, here's a nice business idea. When push comes to shove, they will leave you. They will leave you. 
You sit down right now. There's an ox anointing in this house. It comes from being in the kingdom of God. Do you understand that you're an apostolic people? You're not like anybody else. When you enter into a field, you're not coming to say, well, you know, they said it's profit and loss. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. The wrong kingdom, baby. In this kingdom, you always profit. You always win. You always get a breakthrough. Is there anybody with an ox anointing in this place? You gotta get a stronger amen in this house. Come on, praise the Lord one more time. How do I know? How do I know? How do I know that there's increase? Psalm 67 verse 5. Am I preaching okay this morning? Psalm 67 verse 5 to 7. Psalms, work with me. Read with me. Let, are you the peoples? Oh God, let all the peoples praise you. Verse 6. Then what's going to happen? Then what's going to happen? Is there anybody that can take the time to praise the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. Lift your hands and begin to praise Him. Oh God, you're worthy of our praise. Oh God, you're worthy of our praise. Come on, lift your hands and begin to praise the Lord. There's increase. You cannot sow your seed and have no worship. You cannot sow your seed and have no praise. You cannot have praise as an afterthought. Your praise waters your seed. Is there anybody that can praise the Lord this morning? Come on, praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Who's going to bless you? God, our own God, shall bless us. Not your neighbor and say, don't make me praise for you too. Yeah, say, bring your own. Say, bring your own. Don't let the rocks cry out and praise you. Is there anybody that can just praise the Lord for a moment? Someone, someone thank the Lord and praise Him this again. Come on, come on, let there be increase. You're going to learn how to praise the Lord because praise brings increase. Praise brings increase. God is going to increase your understanding. God's going to increase your, 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 your influence. Is there anybody that can praise the Lord this morning? Isaiah 26 verse 15. This is the will of God. Read with me. You've increased Kingdom Life Embassy, O Lord. You have increased Kingdom Life Embassy. You are glorified. You've expanded all the borders of Kingdom Life Embassy. Now you can put your name in there because you're a child of God. Come on, I see you coming into wide open spaces. I see God increasing you on every side. It's God's will that you expand. It's God's will that you move forward. It's God's will that you go and grow and increase, be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth. It is the will of God. It's God's will. Glory be to Jesus. You must increase in the love of God. 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 11. Now may the God of our Father Himself and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way to you. Oh, I love that scripture. Stay with me there for a minute. May God, the Father and our Father Himself and our Lord Jesus Christ make a way for you. Can somebody praise the Lord on that word? Come on. There's a door opening right now. God's making a way. Come on. Love's making a way for you and your family. 
Next verse. You can increase. May the Lord make you increase and abound in love toward one another. You can increase in the love of God. You can increase walking in love. You can increase walking in love. No amens. If I say money, you shout. When I say love, you don't. Love is the power of God in your life. Love, there's no law against love. Nobody can stop you. Your, your, your kingdom works through love. And when you're walking in the love of God, no one can stop you. May you increase in the love of God. May you continue to love on people. Hallelujah. You can increase in the God's love. Luke 2.52 And Jesus increased, come on, in wisdom, in stature, in favor with God and man. You mean to tell me my, my favor can increase? You mean to tell me my wisdom can increase? Come on, I don't want my stature. I don't want my frame to get better. My, my spiritual stature, yeah, yeah, yeah. But physically, I mean, you know, this is a scripture for our children's ministry. But you can grow in the wisdom of God. You can increase in wisdom. Look at your neighbor and say, tell them, I see the wisdom of God dripping all over you. Say, I see the wisdom of God dripping all over you. Say, I see you increasing in the favor of the Lord. Say, I see increase all around you. Come on, help them. Help them. Say favor. favor. Tell them prosperous. Tell you, keep on prospering until you become very prosperous. Come on. I see God taking you from glory to glory. Hallelujah. I'm stirring your faith for the God of increase. For the God of increase. Here's the reason why I say to you that is important. That you set your heart and your affection on God. God calls a man by the name of Moses. And he says to Moses, he says, Mo, I'm going to send you. And I want you to deal with Pharaoh. The people that are under his grasp, that he's got, they've been crying out to me, and you're going to be their deliverer. God sends him, he says, this man's going to say no. But because you're in the kingdom, I'm going to tell, I'm going to put my power on display. I want to lift you to the next level of where you're going. He gets him to advance, but he puts the power, his, his power on him. Psalms 105. I want you to write something down. I want you to write something down. Taking a moment just to let you think. Money flows in the direction of spiritual power, righteous or unrighteous. Dr. Charles Amoli says, money flows in the direction of spiritual power, righteous or unrighteous. Pharaoh builds an unrighteous thing, uses the people to come and build it for him, doesn't pay them, puts them in hard labor, and they build the stuff. When God raises up Moses, he says, now go and fetch them. He says, I'm going to put my power on you. I'm putting my kingdom on display. Psalms 105 verse 37. When Moses fetches them, listen to the scripture. He also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among his tribes. He 
Egypt was glad when they departed because the fear of the Lord had fallen upon them. There were over 2 million people that came out. God, please listen now. God brings them all out, not one person. That is the type of salvation is when you have the deliverer, all they did was they put paint, they painted blood on the doorposts of their homes. Death passed over. Overnight, they stripped the Egyptians and they walk out. That's your salvation. Coming out of Egypt, they get to the Red Sea. When you get baptized in the water, the old has passed, the new has come. What's God doing? He's advancing you. He's advancing you. He's advancing you. When they get out of the Red Sea, the enemy was attacking them. The enemy can, their, their wheels fell off and hear the people walk through. Now they're in the desert. No cradle stone, no clear water, no sand and more. But they're loaded. Gold and silver. God says you can't spend this thing anywhere. If you need food, I give you food. You need water, I take care of you. Because the wilderness is the preparation for where you're going to. So all that God does in the wilderness in your life, if you're going through a wilderness experience, all He's doing is setting your affection on the house of God. That's all there is. If I'm going through a tough time, pastor, and I don't know how to fix this thing. The guy comes to me with a, you know, some music and things that he wants to do. And, you know, I don't know why they're not taking my stuff. I said, take your gift. Don't try and try and, and sell stuff in the wilderness. Serve. That's all you came here for. Because God's fixing your heart towards the house of God. Tell you how dangerous it is even to be born again and not have an affection for the house of God. Give me Exodus chapter 32 verse 1. Read with me. Watch. Watch. So Moses goes. He gets up into the presence of God. God's giving him an instruction for 40 days. He's fasting for 40 days. There's nothing worse than a leader that spent time in the presence of God for 40 days and come down and watch people dancing around, naked around a golden calf. They're doing their, there's nothing worse than that in a church. We all pressing in. You come in after and say, you know, I just want to, I just want to pray from the Lord. I'm fasting, I've got to be nice. That was just the flesh speaking there. Now when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, he's with God. He's fasting and he's praying for 40 days. He comes on, the people gathered together to Aaron and said, Come! Make us gods that shall go before us. Why? You were made to live out of the image that's on the inside of you. Come make us gods that shall go before us. For as this Pastor Max, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Oh, you're quiet. It is Moses, not even me. It's Moses. But and Aaron said to them, Break off the golden earrings which are on the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people broke off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand and he fashioned it with an engraving tool and made a molded calf. Then they said, this is your God. Wow! Oh Israel, 
that brought you out of the land of Egypt. God does wonders for them. He puts their power on them. That, this scripture tells us that you can be saved, but your heart is still not for the kingdom. Because the image on the inside of you that you keep will always manifest. If God puts money in your hand, you're going to build it according to what's in your heart. When you're coming out of Egypt, the first thing that God needs to do is kill that cough that's in your heart. People walk through the church and they tell you like, you know, pastor, in my previous place, I think we should bring this and this here. No, baby, we need to kill that calf that you're carrying around with you. We need to kill that thing because this is not the image that God gave you. And people want to bring all kinds of stuff into the church. Let me tell you, one of the challenges that's been happening on the worship team, and there's a big noise going about what uh, uh, Bishop Moses Ono said this week about worshipers not getting paid. Let me tell you in this church, here's the image. This is what we do. Every single one of us are more valuable to God than our gifts. Let me speak about me, how God dealt with me. When the first time I started the church and it's end of the month, I got so many bills and the church offering is 600 rand. And God says to me, I go to God and said, no, you said I started the church and this money. The Lord says to me, I told you from today, take this lesson. The church will never take care of you. I'll take care of you. And I want you to know your value to me, not to the church. And I've, let, I've depended upon God for everything. You understand that more than 25, 22 years ago, I earned 40,000 rand a month then as a computer a systems analyst. And I ran my own call center. You can't afford me. I'm too expensive for you. How can a Sunday morning define who I am and what offerings come in here define who I am? Don't let the church put how much you can earn. Let me speak to you. Don't let the church tell you because in this church, you're going to rise behind every the stipend we give is nothing, man. But who you are must travel the globe, must impact the globe. Your gift must make room for you and bring you before great men. Don't let the enemy come and tell you that you're worth a thousand rand, that you're worth two thousand rand. Who put that value on you? You are worth more than that. Come on are you not worth more than that just put the kingdom first the kingdom will take you places the kingdom will move you and accelerate you don't you fight over if nobody pays me God's gonna pay me if no one's gonna give me then God's gonna give me let me shout an amen in this church look at your neighbor and say you can't afford me say I'm too expensive for you that's the reason why you don't let the church, you, you don't walk into a hotel and say, this is not five star. No, when I walk into the hotel, I make it five star. I let them know that this is who I am, my value. You can't pay me, man. You can't pay me for my gift. My gift is not for sale. How can every single one of the sons ever think that the church can afford you? Let me tell you, all of them are so excellent in what they do. I can't afford to pay them for their gift. Yes, Dre. Training in universities. Women that come out of lecturing in universities. Top people. You better thank the Lord for this worship team this morning. You better thank the Lord for this worship team this morning. You better thank the Lord for this worship team this morning. You better thank the Lord for this worship team. 
can't afford me, man. You can't afford me. If I never preach another sermon in my life, you can't afford me. I know my value. I'm too valuable to God. I haven't relegated my life down to a salary, building a whatever, what people think and say about me. It's too late. And besides, I'm almost over 55 already, so who am I trying to impress? I say what I need to say. Boom. Bye. I'm out of here. Bye. Don't let the world come and define you, man. I'm telling you, if you get out of your salary mode, you come into a kingdom mode and you find out how much you are worth. You are much more valuable than that. Your value is much more than that. Don't let, the, don't let the company come and tell you. God sent you into the company for a season and that's what you must earn, fine. But they, I'm telling you, you're much more than that. Your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. You're stepping out of a place of just enough into a place of more than enough. Come on, somebody. I want somebody to praise the Lord for increase in this church. Praise the Lord for increase in this church. Tell you, let your neighbor know, I cannot be bought. I cannot be bought. I'm not for sale. Don't let the world define you with money, man. These people built and said, based upon our, how much we can take off from our ears and what God put on us, let's build it and let's call it a God. How can you worship that? Listen, man. This is the fast that the Lord has chosen. There is power to get wealth. There is power to get wealth. Pray this after me. Say, my Father, cause your spirit to work in my heart and my mind so that my thinking aligns with your kingdom's agenda. Remove all vain ideas, imaginations, impressions, ungodly desires and thoughts that keeps me alienated from the life you have prepared for me. Replace the ignorance in me with a fresh understanding of your plan, of your purpose, your will, and your kingdom. Plant within me a deep hunger for truth and a desire for your presence. And then lighten my path and order my steps that keeps me from stumbling until the day of Christ. Now clap your hands and bless the Lord. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 20. Ephesians 3 verse 20, sorry. Read with me. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we what? Ask or think according to the what? The power that works within me. So the God's power goes to work on every image that you put before the Lord. So a week ago, Daphne comes and I said, I'm going to tell the church what happens. Daphne comes here and Daphne hits a mode every now and again with the Lord. 
And then she comes and shares it with me that she had this time. I said, you told me this now for the, she's been with me from, since the church started. I said, there's only my family's left. There's one more woman, her name is Daphne. She's been with me since then. She comes and she has this annual complaint with God during the fast. Dr. Bruce. And she shares this with me. And I said, for that, I'm going to tell the church because they're all going to hold you accountable. She says, Wednesday night we pray. She goes home and she says, Ah, oh God, I don't know. Where's my life going? Is this right? And what? And complaining and complaining. So the Lord says, Quiet. Spirit of God. Do you remember when you never qualified to be an air hostess and you dreamt about being an air hostess? I brought it to pass. Stop. He says, do you remember that you had this thing, this fixation with Michael Jackson and all you wanted me to do was to give you a ticket to go attend one of his concerts and I put Michael Jackson in the plane that you could serve him. I did it for you. The thing that you imagined and the thing that you thought. Then you went to Dubai. Stop. Yes, she said, there's more. Do you remember that we went to Dubai and then you went and you drove in a, in a RAV4 and you took a picture next to it and you said, one day I'll be driving this car. And three weeks later, you drove your own RAV4. Here's the revelation. The Lord says, Daphne, I don't know what to do with your complaints because there's no complaints department in heaven. I have news for all the complainers walking through this church. On earth as it is in heaven, we got no complaints department in this church. You cannot come here with a complaint. If you think it's not working, fix it. If you think it's not happening, make it work. But there's no complaints department. Are you hearing me, Lee? There's no complaints. You set the vision and you say, Father, according to what I see, Put up the scripture. I'm done. Put up the scripture. Put it in the amplified. You're not going to bring another complaint to this church. We know. We've heard it over and over and over again. And yes, time will help us. But if God brought you here, we just canceled the complaints department. And if you're going to mail me an email to say, you know, pastor, you and, and, and I'm going to put it into file 13. You know what it is? I don't receive complaints. If you're a part of this church, you are part of the solution. Oh, the, the children's ministry don't have enough classrooms. Then God put it in you to do it. The mind with the problem is the mind with the solution. You fix it. Because according to the scripture, now to him, who by in consequence of action of his power, that is working within us. There's a power working within us. What's it looking for? To carry out his purpose, kingdom first, and do super abundantly. Super, not just abundant, super. I speak a super year over those that are in the kingdom of God. A super, a super abundantly, a super thing, a super thing that God's gonna do over your family. A super car, a super house, a super anybody in the kingdom of God. The Bible says, dream. 
Shout far. Say far over and above all that we dare what? Ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. God got no complaints department. He only works on dreams and imaginations. That's why I'm dreaming about a first-class children's ministry. Are there anybody, is there anybody to dream with me this morning? Don't you bring a complaint here. You bring the dream. Pastor, the Lord showed me this. I'm coming to change the whole worship team. I'm coming to change, put on new screens. And I put, uh, you know, I'm putting it back. I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming it. I will agree with you on that. But please don't come and tell me that it's too loud. I want another soft song. Why don't they play Jonathan Butler? Whatever. You bring your dream and your vision in this place of what that campus would look like. You start dreaming with me about what that parking lot would look like. I keep on seeing in worship, I saw the wall go up. I saw the entrance sorted out. I saw the, I saw the, 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 the parking lot sorted out. The ladies, you'll be able to come with your high heels, baby. And you'll be able to walk like you need to walk on the paving here. Come on, somebody. I see soft lawns for our children. I see classrooms that are first class for our children. I see our sons and daughters. I see business flowing. I see the anointing. I see kings and Priests rising up in this hour. Is there anybody that will praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Come on, praise Him. Keep praising Him. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Please, you need to take off the things that are failing. All of you with your decrees that's on the walls, take them off and replace them with dreams. The reason why most people don't move forward is they can always tell you about what they've done. And your past successes is becoming your failure for your future. Because you keep camping with what you've accomplished. Oh, I got that degree. So what? Tell me your dream. Tell me what you see. Tell me what the future looks like. Tell me what God put in your heart. If you're a son and daughter of the Most High God, there must be increase on every side. You're never going to settle for less. I said you're not going to settle for less. I don't care if your mother and your father never made it. You're going to make it in the name of Jesus. You'll be the first one to break through that barrier. Yes, you're going to travel the globe. Oh, I feel the anointing in this place. I feel the power of God in this place. You're going to break out from that little bit. You're going to break out from what you had. You're coming in with the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God. You will not build an idol. The kingdom is advancing through you. I yeah.